You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. I'm so glad to have you joining us on today's adventure. Huh, guys, see what I did? Of a Goal Chat Live. Uh, I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of your goal guide and creator of the Dev Method. I specialize in goal setting simplified and event outcome optimization. And every Sunday night, I lead the Goal Chat Twitter chat. And then on Mondays, I bring in friends to dive deep into the topic. And then once a month, the monthly kickoff, we just go wide and inspirational and fun. And because the August theme is adventure, I brought on some of my fun, adventure-laden people. Uh, I brought with, with me today, we have Rob DeCoup. And I love this story. I met Rob years ago, literally, when I did a goal-setting workshop at uh, LAX Coastal Chamber of Commerce. And we reconnected a couple weeks ago because my newsletter ended up in his feed. And this is why when you meet people, you should always connect and stay in touch because you never know when you reconnect with someone who will be an amazing guest for your live show. Yeah, I'm sure that's really applicable. Well, probably to almost everybody. And also welcome back to my friend, Kate Payne. Kate, it's so good to see you. You're just always like jumping around everywhere. Um, <laughs> On adventure on adventures. So of course, when I came up with the theme, I knew that we had to bring you in for this as well. And making a slightly late, but an appearance in time for me to continue the intros, we also have my friend Chris Cherian and Chris zooming in Hello. also from the East Coast. Um, and we met a few months ago, because now Chris is with Gatherly and he had an event that my friend Michelle was on, we became friends, he's been on before. And Chris is always doing Things. Yes, Deb, I am always doing things. Um, so I'm thrilled to have this wonderful panel today, and I would love for you all to introduce yourselves. And Rob, I think we should start with you. So let's, um, there you are. There we go. So my name is Rob DeCoo. I'm the um, founder and CEO of Lux Virtual, creative agency based out of LA. I moved back to my hometown in Port Angeles, Washington about two years ago in the pandemic. Uh, so I'm a full-time tenure track uh, business faculty up there. Um, so I'm kind of managing both kind of teaching business classes and running the studio. And then I also do ultra endurance uh, events on the side. So I love to do sports, running, biking, and cycling and other things. And now we know why Rob is here for this conversation. <laughs> great to see you. And you're currently on an adventure, which we are. is great. So we're, I love we're how on theme you are. <laughs> so we uh we decided to do it's called the we called it the wild parks family so me and my wife and our two kids are hitting all 63 national parks over the next three summers wow. so we're on park number 15 in indiana the sand dunes that's just it's it's just good i mean if you can do it you do it and getting that that adventurous spirit that you're kind of like leaking onto your kids it's just great so kate my paddleboarding friend. Yes. <laughs> um, welcome. Great to see you. And you were just on an adventure over the weekend. But I, I always see you. Oh, my God. Me. That was an adventure. That's funny. Uh, what a good segue. So um, I'm Kate Payne. I'm the founder and CEO of Standing Out Online. I work with executives and entrepreneurs to help them stand out online using um, my niche is to help people really learn how to use the LinkedIn platform. So that's its own form of adventure because LinkedIn kind of unlike everything else, thank goodness. Um, but to, to just kind of carry into what your little segue there, I, this past weekend, 
um, I was with my future daughter-in-law, my son and, um, and are, is getting married uh, in just less than three weeks on August 20th. And so um, his fiance invited me along with her girlfriends on her bachelorette party weekend on the coast of New Hampshire. Um, they're all in their early 20s and I am not. <laughs> and I had a blast. And uh, but it was it was uh, it was an adventure for sure. Well, and we must be young in spirit because what's the purpose? Hey, I, apparently right? I've been told I'm the cool mother-in-law. So, well, I, I, you are the cool <laughs> friend. So why wouldn't you be the cool mother-in-law? Uh, so thank you for proving my point of why uh, I invited you for this conversation. And let's go for young in spirit to Chris. Kirian, welcome. Can I, can I also be young in spirit or? <laughs> you, you are young in spirit and in reality. So you yes. get to be both. Chris, I'm so glad you made it. Well, thank you so much for having me again, Deb. It's always a pleasure. Um, I'm Chris, founder and CEO of Gatherly, a virtual event startup. So we make sure that your events are engaging. Zoom is a great tool for events where one person is talking, everybody is listening. We're catering a little bit more to your like cocktail hours, your trade shows, your networking events, things like that. Right. Which is, as I mentioned before, the way we met because I was invited yes. to an event on Gatherly. And you always are on an adventure because oh, you're, uh, well, from talking to you before, I think your brain is just one big adventure because as we <laughs> say in LA, multiple projects at various stages of development. Oh, absolutely. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm always on an adventure. You. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's one of the highest compliments you could give me. Um, let me, let me take a, let me take an approach of a non-work adventure. Um, just to be a little bit fun and keep in theme. So, um, week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I flew over to Arizona to visit my girlfriend, had this like great romantic trip planned out. I was going to rent a car. We're going to go out to the desert, go stargazing. Listen to this one night I'm in Arizona to go stargazing. So one night it starts raining in the desert. So we're sitting there with cloud coverage, like can't see a single star. I think we saw one star. We saw one star. Um, we saw three planes. So that was our, our stargazing night in the in the desert. Um, but it worked out still. We had a great time like road tripping out in the desert, you know, doing things like that. Uh, so still, uh, still a wonderful experience. Uh, not the adventure I expected. And perhaps I can touch on that with like work career things later on, but not the adventure I expected, but an adventure nonetheless. And I'm really glad you mentioned that because that's really the reason or one of the reasons that I chose this as the theme is we're it's August. We're supposed to be having fun. Apparently, kids are going back to school already, which to me seems like really early, but I, I don't have kids, so I, I'll take their word for it. But it's the summer. We should be having adventures. And whether you have the adventures as staycations or in your home with projects or in your business, I think the adventure state of mind is something that can always be beneficial, which is, again, another reason why I thought you'd be great for this conversation, because you all feel to me, it, it's not just about what you do, it's the way in which you do it. So let, let's start with a, an easy, hard question, which is what does adventure mean to you? And Rob, can we start with you on this one? I think for me, when I, when I think of adventure, the first thing that comes to mind is just getting outside your comfort zone. Um, so if that's in the outdoors, like doing something different outdoors or like an adventure in, um, in business is like, oh, I'm stepping into an area where I'm not quite, I don't quite have my feet, just kind of outside of my, you know, my normal range. And so you just like, oh, there's an adventure. And so it's a, an opportunity for growth. It's the adventure. I think in... And stepping out of your comfort zone is actually next week's Gold Chat Live topic. So I'm glad that you brought it up because it really is easy to keep doing the same things. But what happens when you do the same things? You get the same results. It's same results. Exactly. Uh, so, Chris, what about you? What is the adventure mindset other than going with the flow, with the rain? I love it. Absolutely. I think for me, adventure is all about the unknown right? Like that's the one key underpinning between every kind of adventure you have. Whether you're road tripping in the desert, you don't know if it's going to rain or, or uh, shine. You're starting a new startup. You don't know if it's going to succeed or not. Starting a new role, family, whatever it might be, right? Like this common underpinning of the unknown. So for me, adventure is all about the flip of the unknown, curiosity, right? 
had that drive to go and figure out what is unknown and like that. So, you know, back in the day, you had all these adventurers. They were the explorers of like, you know, like new lands. Now we're doing like space exploration, like exploration of like new startups, whatever it might be. I think it's all driven by curiosity. Curiosity is, it's a good word because if you're not curious, you also stay in one place and then what happens? Nothing changes. I see a theme. Kate, <laughs> what about you? Well, I would, I would, um, uh, I would echo uh, part of what Rob and Chris both said, but I would say adventure is um, energy. Um, it's about the energy you bring to what you do. So the adventure of the, uh, you know, the unknown or the unexpected. Um, I think it's all about being um, putting your energy into it so that you bring a sense of purpose to it, but also a sense of um, joy and playfulness to kind of come out of it because you're just not sure what that's going to be. And that certainly applies to your personal life for sure. But I would hope it applies to people's work lives. I mean, I own my own business and I have kind of a sense of adventure mindset all the time. I, you know, I sort of never know what's going to happen. And that's part of what still like gets me out of bed every day. I love that. And uh, I know that Rob is an entrepreneur. Well, Chris is an entrepreneur as well. You just have a business with other people. But that mindset, I think, is a common theme with the three of you. So what is your favorite kind of adventure? Do you have the, like a story, like a fun adventure story as well? I'm, I doesn't have to be getting rained on in Arizona. I think I think what I like about, you know, the rain on in Arizona story is my, my wife on this trip, we keep calling it like type two fun, which is the fun you have afterwards when you're looking back on it. Um, but we're, I mean, we're on a 74 day road trip. We've been into it over 40 days. I have a four and a five year old. Um, so there's times where it's like, it's chaos. And then, um, you know, my wife wanted to go to the national parks, but the, she realized like the kids want to go to water parks. So we started going to these water parks. So like different types of goals, different aims, but, uh, having that, like in the midst of it, there's a stress, but then at the end of the day, you look back on it and it's like, Oh, that was such a really good day. And, you know, so that, knowing that sometimes really good things have struggles in the middle and, and oftentimes the best things have massive struggles and things overcome and dealing with different variables. Awesome. And such a good point. And we always remember, right? Like the last thing that's really good. So the entire day, the entire adventure could have been like this massive fail, but like the last thing was awesome. And that's what you're going to remember. You know, the nodding, is great, but for the podcast version, people are going to be oh. really, really confused. So please, <laughs> right, <laughs> I yeah, the it's a silence of of like reflection, right? Uh, no, Rob, absolutely agree with that. Um, what were you calling it? it? Was like the the post reflection? What did you call it? Oh yeah, like the type two fun, but that looking back and type that, two fun, yeah, yeah, and then reflecting oh, no. back on it. Absolutely. Right. Like you think about like, I mean, just think about your favorite movie or your favorite book, right? Imagine that book with no conflict. Like if Harry Potter didn't have Voldemort, like what is he? He's just a kid in the stairs. Exactly. Right. Like yeah. what's going on, you know? Um, so yeah, like you, you have to have some kind of conflict and like, I think adventure without conflict isn't really quite truly an adventure. Um, I'm not saying you guys need to add more chaos to your lives. So, you know, don't go quoting me on that, but I know I, I completely agree, Rob, like there's a lot that you can look back on and, and, you know, have a lot of joy for like, I mean, I, I was just chatting with my co-founders earlier today, and we have a lot of appreciation for the times. We had no idea what we were doing, right? Like, our first time talking to investors was actually the specific conversation. And with that, like, the conversation that we were having, like, you know, two years ago with investors is completely different than the investor conversations we're having today. We had no idea what we were doing then, but we look back on it incredibly fondly because it's like, oh, look how naive and, like, you know, fresh we were. But we've grown and we've learned, and that's part of that adventure, right? Yes, Exactly. Well, you know, Deborah, before we uh, got on in the in the green room when we were talking, um, you had mentioned that one of the things that <clears throat> you wanted me on this show for is because in my LinkedIn headline, I have paddleboard fanatic on listed on there, which is like a little quirky thing. And I usually advise my clients put in one little quirky thing in your headline so that it gives your person your profile a little personality. So I was thinking about the, the paddleboarding thing because paddleboarding is absolutely an adventure. Um, especially when you're learning it, whether you're just learning it on a pond, a lake, or right in shore, you know, on the ocean. But um, I was thinking about a couple paddleboarding adventures just as I was getting reflective here listening to Chris and Rob. And it's interesting. One of my most interesting paddleboard adventures that I never expected was um, pre-COVID when my husband and I rented a, um, a sprinter camper van. We flew from Vermont to Denver. We rented this camper van for like two weeks 
we brought our inflatable paddle boards with us. We had no idea where we were going to end up. We were like, you know, we're going to be out in the desert. So we're not even sure if we're going to even find, you know, any decent body of water. But we figured we'd find something. Long story short, we're at a campground one night and we meet this group of young kids who are on a paddleboarding adventure and they're paddleboarding on the Colorado River. And we were actually in Colorado. And I'm thinking, wow, that's intense because I mean, it was, it was September. So the, the river was fairly calmish. I mean, it wasn't like class three or four rapids like spring. Anyway, we end up driving to near Moab the next day. And we were told to go to this put in spot in the Colorado river, which is kind of an entry level point and to put in there and you'd go about four miles and then you'd take out and you'd hitchhike back to your van. Um, so we did all that, but what was cool. And so we did it, had no idea what to expect. And um, it was one of the most extraordinary experiences I've ever had. And we had a lot of conflict along the way. Um, but like a family of sea otters swam out to us and was swimming around our boards because they were completely like um, curious, you know. And um, we ended up going through this like class th three little section toward the end. And my husband, who's um, a Navy SEAL, so speaking of adventure, um, retired. He gets through and he had done it all standing up. He'd gone through it and he was like, gets to the end and he's like, yeah. And I'm like clapping and he turns around and looks at me and boom, <laughs> right into the, right into the water. Um, but we saw like mountain goats and we just had all these extraordinary experiences uh, along the way. And I think to kind of echo what Chris was saying, when you take that into the business world, I mean, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, the entrepreneur journey is full of different adventures and almost all of them become adventures because of the unexpected. In my book where, where I've in your goal guide, because I've got the different goal paths and I believe the amusement park is the one I used for entrepreneurship yeah. because of all the, the ups and the downs. Gosh, I hope I'm right. Uh, I, I love how optimistic you were about bringing paddle boards when you went to the desert. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bring any on my trip. <laughs> <laughs> we actually paddled on um, Lake Powell. We were going to do a slot canyon. We're like, oh, it's a four-mile paddle. Oh, my God. We had no idea that every powerboater, wakeboarder, and houseboater was on Lake Powell. And that that sea state was like, it was like somebody took an egg beater. And um, we did. We paddled four miles, and it was 105 degrees. Fortunately, you could just jump in the water. But um, that was something... <laughs> That was something we didn't expect at all. So not sure if it was so optimistic, but we did it. Oh, you got your curiosity satisfied. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I love what Kate was talking about with adventure and like uh, entrepreneurship. Cause that's when I used to teach, I used to say like, you know, you talk all about business entrepreneurship and it's like, Oh, it's great. And you have all this potential. And then, you know, doing my business last eight years, now that I'm back to teaching part-time, I'm like, you know, the entrepreneurship thing is exciting and terrifying and being oh. able to go through those adventures and those uncertainties and weather those storms and get to the other side is, is so critical. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I think like one thing that I've come to to realize is like, there's also this like critical part of the, the adventure, right? Which is like lessons learned and like takeaways. I think that's really, really important. Um, I mean, you know, I, I think like, I, I really care about the hero's journey uh, and you can map this out. Like George Lucas, like, pretty much picked up the hero's journey, mapped it on Star Wars, and then became like this like multi-millionaire billionaire with just that hero's journey template. So like thinking through that, like the very last stage of this hero's journey through an adventure usually refers to like going back into their regular lives, right? So like mm -hmm. for an event, for example, like which is, you know, my, my you know, like life right now, um, you don't always just leave an event being like, that was great, just going to like get back into my inbox and work. No, you hopefully have met somebody, right? And like you've done something effective. Deb can talk a lot about that. Um, you've met somebody, you know, like you've learned something and then like you write that down in your journal and you move on or like, you know, you reach out to the person, get coffee later. These are the kinds of things that are like the elixir that like the hero gets after like an adventure that they take with them back into the real world. Right. Uh, yes. And that's like the kind of thing that I think a lot of us need to look for in our adventures or at least like the conclusion of an adventure. So it's like you learn something, you write it down in your notebook, meditate on it, whatever works for you and bring that with you and back into like your so-called regular life where there are also many adventures, I'm sure, but, you know, for an overarching principle. Well, I, I think you make a great point, Chris. I think that that, um, that that's what plays into your passion and why you keep doing it, you know, because of that. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Let's, let's admit it. Starting a business. I'm in the ninth year of mine. You know, boy, it's certainly been an adventure, um, you know, and it's not all roses. That's for sure. 
it isn't, but there's got to be something within that drive that you do this. You know, is it because we love people, which is a huge reason why I do a lot of what I do, because, you know, you can't reach your goals on your own. You need to be, what is it, filling your cup with new people, new experiences and new skill sets so you can elevate. Right. Uh, And so, and not everybody is caught, not everybody is cut out to be an entrepreneur. Right. That's for so, sure. <laughs> which is, oh, so what, what do you think are the skills that, that are, um, that mesh well with the adventurous spirit and entrepreneurship? Oh, that's a great question. Well, I think, I mean, I mean, just quickly, um, first of all, it's, it's the passion. That's why you're starting to do it because I mean, like me, I'd worked in corporate, I'd worked in nonprofit, you know, I always knew that whatever I was doing had to be mission driven, you know, like, and it had to be something I could wrap my head around. So it had to be something real and authentic that that felt like it was purposeful for me in order for me to put my all into it, which is why I then, you know, I had a couple businesses before this. And then this is the current iteration of my business, but it's the people part. Um, and then I realized I started realizing, like, I can't do this alone. I need a team. And so then I started getting a team, which is a, another whole separate adventure, um, but a good one because, you know, you're hiring a team to 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 help to help raise them up too and bring their expertise into it. And so um, I think there's just you've got to be patient. Uh, you've got to be a good listener. Um, I think you've got to be willing to realize that you can't do it all by yourself. I mean, those are the things that pop into my head. Yes, because we can't do anything on our own. Right. I mean, we could try. We get our ideas in in some time, in some iterations. Uh, they grow with other conversations. But in order to build yourself, your business, your life, you need that the support. Absolutely, but isn't it more fun to do with a team? It really is. It and when you grow fit, and this is like way way pre pandemic. Uh, I started doing goal groups. This is actually how I got into the goal sphere because my background is uh, project management and communications. And someone said, will you start a writer support group? And that was all about what did you do? What? Let's celebrate you. What are you working on and how can we support you going forward? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, you know, evolved into <laughs> pretty much everything that I do now. But isn't that the basis of everything we create is being deliberate and finding yeah. those mutually beneficial situations. Absolutely. I yeah, knew absolutely. I'd find my thread back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so go, going to this question, right, on what skills are critical. I touched on curiosity earlier, so let me give a new, a new drop here. I would say flexibility is really, oh. really key, right? Um, I mean, like... Hashtag flexibility. Sorry, Chris. Exactly, right? No, 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 exactly. No, fully echo it, right? Yeah. Um, like, Luke never expected to meet Han Solo. You know, Tony Stark never expected to hang out with the Avengers. Like, this is a full flexibility thing, right? And, like, taking a little bit out of pop culture and into business, I think, like, one thing that you have to constantly do is absorb all this data and take that data and then recircle it into a action plan, right? So, like, my fundraising plan, like, I walk in with one plan, I leave with a completely, completely different plan, right? And for my business, I actually started as a 3D body scanning company. So we started in hardware and today we're doing virtual events and video chat, right? That's wow. flexibility. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, there's no way that like, you know, we could have like sat down on in 2019 and said, their world's going to be in a pandemic. You know, like no one's going to be able to test our 3D body scanning unit in person. The thing was literally collecting dust on a shelf. There's no plan for that, right? Everything comes out of saying like, okay, I have this new situation. I can collect all the data synthesize it into what I need to change about my original uh, plan and then working with people pass it along to the team, right? We have a saying that we circulate frequently within our office, which is like, or at least amongst our leadership team, which is about leadership. uh, I think I'm stealing this from good strategy, bad strategy, highly recommend the book. Leadership is a lot about absorbing all this anxiety that exists, excuse me, ambiguity that exists. So absorbing that ambiguity and then translating it into an action plan for your team. So I would put the two together in terms of flexibility as well. I love that. I do as well. Rob, did you have some thoughts? Yeah. Was, one of the things that sticks out to me is just the, the resiliency. Um, Cause you get hit with so many different situations. And one of the things I find myself saying over and over is um, I want to have better problems six months from now than I do now. 
So I don't want less problems because like, like you were saying with the networking and the different things, if you go to a networking event or I, I send out a business development round, I don't want this like, it's not like, oh, I'm done with my work there. Like that starts it and that starts these conversations. So the more events you go to, the more you do the networking, the more work you have to do. So it just compounds on itself. And, but then you have better problems. Like you go from having no clients and no work to, oh, I have clients. And now it's like, oh, I have these deadlines and now I have these projects and now I have these things to manage. So there are bigger problems that take more time, more resources, more people, but they're, they're better problems. So I'm, you know, constantly for that search for better problems. Oh, there's a, there's a great quote. I, I forgetting the attribution to this, but my, one of my favorite quotes is Bill Gates also has money problems. He just has very different money problems than you do. Right. <laughs> so like, absolutely agree with you, Rob. Same problems, more zeros. <laughs> So the purpose of the adventure is to elevate what you are doing, keep helping more people in better ways, and figure out what the next level is. So when you start on an adventure, and it could be personal, professional, or both, what is your first step? Kate? The first step. Um, I think research. I mean, that's just who I am anyway. Um, and I like to write. So research and writing kind of go hand in hand. But I think when I do have an, a notion or an idea, the first thing I do is start to research it to see, are other, do other people, have other people tested this idea? Have other people, how are other people um, writing about this idea or notion or suggestion or whatever? So I would say for me, it's to start with the research and start to really dig deep about it. Because then I get like, then I just start, I just start reading a lot to really collect data and pull the grains of salt out that apply to me and my approach for that and um, and kind of go from there. It's a little bit of that like Wikipedia rabbit hole, right? Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good point. Yes. I think that's another entrepreneur characteristic. We love our rabbit holes. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm a lot like Kate, but I, the first thing that jumped to my mind, my, my wife, Kristen's a huge Oprah fan. And she says, nothing happens until you decide. So I think the first thing is like, you decide something. And then I start researching it, looking at all the variables. And then the third thing I do is um, once I decide I'm going to commit to something and you kind of make that action step, I always tell, I, I tell people like, I'm all in, like, I'm going to find a way to get to the end of this. I'm going to yes. see this through. And once I started making that commitment to it, like, you know, I've done the research, I've decided I'm going to do it. And then I tell everyone, like, I'm going to do this. I'm pursuing this until I get to the end or I find out it's not possible, but I'm going to go until it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, I think so. These are these are two really good steps. So going going last makes it a little bit difficult to come up with a good first step. But I'll add a let me let me go add like a, a 1.5 step. All right, I'll cheat a little bit. Um, I completely agree with both of you. And Kate, to build off of what you were saying, I think for me, the core words, at least for entrepreneurship, right? So I'm going to throw a little bit of a business entrepreneurship flavor on this one in particular is two words, customer discovery, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, it, but like, let's say you're not starting a business. It comes down to just like figuring out what problem you're solving and what is your value add. So again, it comes back to people, right? Yes. It's a lot more fun to build and go on an adventure with people. But if you're building a business, you're also probably solving some problem for somebody, right? Like that's what you're doing. Hopefully. So knowing... Yes, hopefully, right? Yes, hopefully. So knowing who that somebody is, is absolutely critical. It is the number one thing you need to know. And like this saying that I got from one of my investors is like, I need you to know when your client wakes up, what they eat for breakfast, what they go to sleep worrying about, like what they're wearing to work tomorrow morning. Like that's how well you need to know your customer. Obviously a little bit of an exaggeration here. Like I don't really care what they eat for breakfast. Maybe I'll get some inspiration. Well, for, but, buyer persona, for buyer persona, right? I mean, exactly. Need to right? Know their persona. Yeah. Exactly. So the better you know your persona. So talk to people. Right. Yeah. And, and actually, the breakfast thing is, do they eat donuts or do they prepare something? Yeah. It really does say a lot about yeah. the person. Yeah. yeah. And, I'll, Perfect. and I'll jump on, on Chris's a little bit more. I, um, I, was, I happened to be a, get an opportunity to be a business mentor for the National Science Foundation for their I-Corp. And I love the business model canvas. So going and learning that but they had the students, so the people in the group, you had to do 100 interviews. And so when, when you're thinking about your business, you need to take about six months and you need to go interview 100 potential 
clients and, and it, it's this massive amount of time, but watching what came out of those groups, I was like, oh, this is what we need to do as entrepreneurs. And it just made me realize like, oh, this is what we tend to do over the first two to three years. And the quicker we can punch that in, like if we can do it in six months, it gives us such a better, you know, we understand our clients so much more and we know what they're doing. We understand the nuances of it and we have a, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The best founders that I know do about one customer discovery call a day. They keep it to weekdays so their clients don't have to like pick up the phone on Saturday. But like, you know, basic point, right? You get 25 interviews a, a month. Like that's not bad at all, right? 20 to 25. That's amazing. Right. And for the discoveries, so let, let's take it to the, I love the professional analogy, but I'd love to know the personal analogy. So what about a... Uh, is it the same for those personal goals? Is it for planning trips? Is it for DIY home stuff? What do you think? Is there anything uh, that's different or does this correlate to the personal as well as the professional? Um, that's, a, that's a really interesting, interesting question. I think for the personal, if you're talking about like the adventure or whatever, you know, um, I think the personal is a little more informal so that you might, you might tend to, at least I do, I probably jump in more feet first without doing a ton of research. I will still do some research of course, but it's just a different, it's a different mindset because it's personal or it's me and my husband or me and my friends or whatever. And so it's just a different, um, a different approach because there's, you don't have to be as careful maybe from the professional side. Um, and so in some ways that's actually very liberating. This is what I was thinking as you're talking. Imagine if you if you jumped into business the way you jump into your personal projects, but then don't you have to like like back up and fill in the blanks? Well, I, I yeah, I would think so. I mean, I just think that I don't think that the way I would approach an adventure personally, like if I was to do like what Rob does and do like some type of an adventure race. First of all, I'd be like, I need to get in my butt in shape. <laughs> you know, this is a big commitment. And so I would do something differently that way. But um, if it's something that's just kind of fun and we're sort of like throwing caution to the wind, then I might be a little bit more like, hey, let's take a risk and just jump in and see what happens. And if it doesn't work or I suck at mountain biking or whatever, then I just try something else or I get help to learn how to do it better or something like that. So I think there's a little bit more liberation in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, there's a great book that riffs off of what Rob and you were saying. It's called Grit by Angela Duckworth. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Yes. I haven't read it, but I've heard about it. That's a great oh, book. Yes, yes. She's still teaching over at my alma mater, Penn, so I love it. I oh, love wow. So excited oh, cool. about it. Yes, yes. Phenomenal book. Highly recommend. One element mm -hmm. I'd add here. So, Deb, you ask a great question about what's different. I think the thing that's biggest for me is management, right? With your, with your team, you have to set goals for your team. So then you start to introduce a lot of factors like deadlines, things like that, right? Like communication, like being on top of that. When you're working on a goal for yourself, right? Like this is like man versus society, man versus self, right? That's like the kind of like storytelling difference here. Um, when you're working by yourself, right? Like you lose a lot of that management overhead, which is really nice. Like you no longer have to set deadlines for your team. You no longer have to like hop on Slack and make sure they understand. But you also start to lose other really beneficial parts of working in teams. Accountability, for example, right? So I think for me, my starting point is focusing on like lack of accountability makes me sound like a little bit like a, you know, like unprofessional, but like, I think it's, it is hard, right? Like when you think about like, what's the biggest reason why people like can't stick to a diet or like can't start working out, it's that accountability and like a lot of solutions right now are like, I'm going to have a workout partner or I'm going to have a diet, uh, excuse me, a diet, like roommate friend or like whatever it might be. So leveraging accountability for yourself, whether that's increasing discipline, doing it every single day, like making sure that you hit the gym, whatever it might be, or leveraging your network still, right, is really important. So that's what I would say the big difference is I have accountability with my business because yeah. I have co-founders, I have team members. With myself, I have to make sure, I have to put in the extra effort to make sure that accountability is there. Yeah, that's a great point, Chris. And I was just putting in the chat the link to my Facebook group right on, and it's all about goal setting, productivity, accountability, and community. So if you, whether it's for your personal or your professional goals, if you just want a place where every week you say what you're working on or you toot your horn on Thursday about what you accomplished, that is really the purpose, whether it's for personal or professional, just to give that space for people who want that high five, virtual or otherwise. So Rob, what do you think is the, the big difference between 
the personal and the professional? Yeah, I had a couple of thoughts like the, cause I, so I do ultra endurance events, which take years and years to build up for. Um, I've been doing it for about 20 years and I'm, you know, I know it's a lot of the people that do the sports I do, they'll have like a coach. I, I don't do coaching. I, I put together training groups and then I kind of use, so I'm a personal trainer, but I've, I don't really charge people. I just put together groups and then I train people and I train with them. So I find that gives me a lot of my accountability. Um, but I was, I was joking with my wife a couple of days ago about the, the hundreds of miles I've run and the thousands of miles I've biked. And it's like, it's that consistency over a long period of time. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you're just kind of doing the work, like, like when you're working and then my own personal stuff, like I'm doing the work, you're doing, living the lifestyle. And then you pick some big goal that you just kind of take on and then you, you know, weave a, a path to get to it. Um, so I think it's very similar. Uh, the, the thing I find in my personal life, I'm very unorganized in my personal life and then very organized in my business life. And my wife does a lot of the logistics and planning and doing a lot for my, my personal trips. Um, so I always love, like I got so much better at the sports I do when I got married because a lot of those things I used to not do very well. Like she, uh, you know, we compliment each other and it's like, Oh, I started finishing races where before I, you know, DNF, I didn't finish. And, um, so having, you know, like in my business life where you have different partners that help you out, you finding those people in your personal life as well. So it really is probably more similar than it is different. It, it starts the same way, right? It starts with that goal, building toward it and turning it into reality. There you go. Easy. Goal setting simplified. We're done. Just kidding. <laughs> Nothing else to do. We're done. Everyone should achieve their goals. Our work is done. Excellent. So what are you all working on? We're, we're just past the mid-year. Can you believe it's August? I cannot. It's like I blinked. And you think about it because I booked for things the end of the year. The next thing I know, I'm going to have something in 2023 on my calendar. And I, I remember this time last year when I thought it was weird to put up something for 2022. What sorts of things are you all working on, whether adventure or for your business or otherwise? I'm going to leave the question open. But what is something that you want to get done by the end of the year? And for those of you who know me, I start the new year in December to give you a running start, which means two things. You can cheat. You can have goals for the end of November and goals for the end of December. I don't judge. But the point is, I want you all to you all, you all, and those who are tuning in or listening to really get those wins by the end of the year. So I'd love to motivate them by having you all share some of the things that you're working on. And yes, Chris, I'm going to pick on you first. Oh, I'm excited. Well, you're I was welcome. Just, I, was just, I was just really enjoying the Deb Summer. One of my favorites. All right. <laughs> let me, let me pick one business and one professional. I'll keep these relatively short so we can have, uh, have more commentary. Um, let's start with the, actually, I said business professional, business and personal. Um, let's I, start we with knew the, what you meant. <laughs> the, what they're you one and the same when you're, yeah, when you, when you're working at the, you know, the rate that entrepreneurs work at, they're the same. Um, no, no. Uh, but let's start with the personal one. Uh, my co-founder, um, my co-founder and I have like play weekly pickup basketball. Um, one of his buddies, his, his goal is to be able to dunk by the end of the year. So I'm a little less ambitious. I'm not going to be able to dunk by the end of the year. I'd like to shoot a consistent three-pointer by the end of the year. That's like my my hope. Consistency being like one in ten instead of like one in thirty, right? But like we'll get better at my three-point shot. So that's that's one of my goals in the back of my mind. Um, if my roommate Charles, who's been on your show, is listening, keep that in mind. Uh, he's right? watching. Actually, he did, he, he is? Oh, commented. Yeah, Good point. He made a comment on one of your points. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that you've been playing basketball with he's oh he also with. joins he, he knows my co-founders as well so he, he's also yeah i'm glad that's the great point from uh from charles not not anything else i've said this one that i need to work on my three-point shot um for the business though right like a little a little bit more uh, a little bit more serious um what i really like to work on is focusing on like post-pandemic so i work in virtual events i mean the easiest way to say it is like back in the pandemic, it was like selling water in the middle of a wildfire, right? Like it's so easy to sell virtual events when everybody is buying. Now our business has to be a lot more intentional about onboarding customers. It's not like everybody is buying anymore. What we have to do is double down, figure out who our product is most valuable for, reach out to them and then grow from like a really centric or excuse me, co-centric beachhead. Without that, we're just going to be spinning our wheels, trying to build something that everybody likes but nobody truly loves. So what we're focusing on right now is building something that enough people love. 
I think that's great because it goes back to mission and purpose. You know, why do you do what you do? Because it helps others do something else oh, exactly. and make the world a better place. Because when, because well, D and the Dev method, determine your mission. When you have that, everything can grow from there. And yes, especially in your industry, which has had some fun roller coasters this year, we're all we're outside, we're inside, we're outside, we're inside. Finding that consistency, I think it, it's attainable and good on you. Oh, thank you so much. So, Rob, what goals do you, would you like to share? All right, I'll, I'll follow Chris and do one one professional and one personal. Um, so the, the professional, we uh, so with Lux Virtual, I try to do every quarter, I'll do like a different business development rollout. So I, I just contacted all my connectors and different people. And one of the things I've been, we've been doing a little was called this brand refresh. So I wanted to do 10 brand refreshes, which is basically just uh, refreshing someone's website, updating their LinkedIn's, uh, getting them rolling. So just being committed to working with the, the partners I have and a few others uh, to make sure we hit that number and kind of figure out, fine tune that, you know, offering a little bit better. Um, and then on a personal, uh, so I got asked to do, I, I do ultra endurance events around fundraisers. So I got, I was planning on shifting that to focusing on other people to help them do fundraising. So there's a guy in my local community, Joe Descala, who's been doing a lot of homeless work and helping clean up the town of Port Angeles. So I love what he's doing. So we're going to be doing an across the Olympic National Park hike. So it's a 50 miler. Him and another one are going to run it. And me and a few others are going to hike it. Um, so I'll, totally focused on 4PA, which is the group. So it's 4PA.org. Um, and just trying to build some community support, some business support, some fundraising around that. Um, and then I got asked by another group to do a, a hike at the end of this month. So I have in three and a half weeks, I'll be doing it. It's called Everesting. So I'm climbing 29,000 feet. So I picked a hill in Santa Barbara called Gibraltar. So it's six and a half miles, about 2,500 feet. So you climb up and then get driven down and then do that about a dozen times. So it's 78 miles. It'll take me like 30 to 40 hours. Um, so I'm, training for that. And then shift, as soon as I get done with that, shifting to my original goal, which is to help Joe raise money for PA for, for PA. Phenomenal. Wow. So, so you're taking something that you're really passionate about, which is these endurance events and using them to help others, organizations. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah oh. I got really into it with Rotary's uh, Rotary international. And so I, I look at groups that Rotary's already supporting and you kind of team up with them. And then I just use the ultra event to highlight around that cause. And we've been doing it for about six years and just had some really good success with it. Love it. So Kate, now you have to do a personal and a professional because they said so. And so do I. <laughs> okay. Well, I always do it as I'm told. Um, so from, a, from a professional standpoint, um, I hired a, uh, a really high level business coach in April of 2021. And so she has set me on a trajectory for the last year and a half of kind of just reassessing my business. And so I'm in my ninth year, but so much of my business is, has been centered around my personal brand. So Kate Payne. But what I want to be doing is I'm, I'm starting to think ahead five to 10 years that I actually have a business that can be saleable, but it can't be saleable if it's based on just me. So what I'm working on now is that um, I'm leveraging the fact that people know me for personal branding, leveraging LinkedIn, personal story. But as I build the team over time, I'm going to be pulling back. So I'm putting systems um, and stuff in place to create this saleable business. Cause I would, I mean, I'm 56. So I'd like to maybe by the time I'm 65, um, if not sooner. So, so that's the professional side for me where um and, and I went into this year more intentional than I ever have. Like I actually created a budget. Um, go figure. I mean, a budget that I actually, you know, sticking to. I mean, I used to have one sort of, but I had accountability to have that this year. And, um, and the team is helping me keep that in mind. And, you know, and the cool thing about team is that I'm hiring people who are invested in the business and are helping the money that the, the, the business make money but they're also finding a spot for them. And I see them in my future. You know what I mean? Like I see them kind of coming in. So we're sort of phasing them in more and it's, it's fun for them and it's really exciting, exciting for me. So that's from the professional side, the personal side, 
is to kind of take, so my coach is very philanthropic. And um, so I want to leave a legacy. So not only do I have a business that's saleable, but I do want to leave a legacy. So what I've started doing since last year is I've given myself an annual contribution goal. And so I pick um, uh, causes that are near and dear to my heart. Um, and I do one that's that's like global. And then I do one that's national. And then I do one that's regional. And so this year will be the first year that I will be making a donation for each one of those. And so that was my, wow. my personal role. And that kind of goes off of what Rob says, because I just feel like I love what I do and I know I'm helping people and furthering them, but I also want it to, to do good. Cause I think we need that in our world right now. <laughs> I was on, I was on a call, I think, and I've heard this before, uh, but over the weekend, uh, the conversation was on, you know, there's no shame in making a lot of money. The more money you make, the more you can help other exactly. people, which yeah. is what was running through my mind with what you were saying. Yeah. Being a good human, but finding ways to give of your time, your energy, your knowledge right. in order to help elevate others. Because when we elevate others, we elevate ourselves anyway. Absolutely. You know, we all hear that term, lift others as we climb. Um, and an, I'm in a networking, a women's entrepreneur networking association, which is values based. And one of them is give first share always. So I am constantly, I don't ever just hold everything right here. I am happy to give. I'm happy to help. I'm because not only is it just a, it's just good karma, you know, it's just a good way to be. Um, but it also, it's also teaching me a lesson in learning how to receive. Cause I'm always good about, you know, sometimes we all get stuck on like, Oh no, you don't have to. Oh, it's okay. You know, and, and that's an important lesson too. Well, and I don't mean, I don't mean like from a, from a greedy standpoint at all. I mean like just receiving kudos or receiving a nice client testimonial or just things where um, it's the give and take, I think. Or, or even Kate, like asking for help, right? That's Abs that yes. is yes. very, very undervalued sometimes. It sure is. And especially when we start out, I don't know about you guys, but when I started out with my business, I was like, I can do this all by myself. I also didn't have the resources to hire all these things that I needed. So I had to keep doing it by myself. And then I think you get into this like rut where it's like, I got to do it. I've got to do it. No, nope, nope, nope. I can do it. I'm not going to ask for help. I can do this. I can do this. And then it's like, that's not working. <laughs> well, that's, that's one of the challenges that a lot of like high achieving founders that I know run into, right? Because right. the thing is, they are talented. They could theoretically do it all, right? Yeah. Is it reasonable for them to do it all? Absolutely not. No, they yeah. should delegate. Like they have a smart team of people around them that they've spent so much time hiring. Like, yeah, of course you should delegate, right? But it's easy to get into that mentality of like, I can do this, so I need to keep it onto myself. You know, anyways, not to derail too much, but I like your point a lot, Kate, on, on asking. Well, thanks. I mean, you're... Well, you make another good point. You know, as a CEO, you don't have to have all the answers, but you should have questions and you should be finding other people to ask those questions of. Like, I don't, shouldn't have to know all the answers. I would, I need yep. to hire somebody who knows how to do, you know, the, how to use Keep, for example, as my lead generation tool. I do not need to know how to use Keep. Unless you get hit by a bus, then just give me enough to be dangerous. <laughs> the proverbial bus. Right, yes, wait, wait to break it. No, I'm kidding. Well, I was going to ask, what is your best piece of business advice? And you started answering the question before the words got out of my mouth, which is fine. I love when we we have we do psychic runs network here. <laughs> but let's just if there is one thing, one one kernel that you want to and I say one kernel, but I'll probably ask you for final thoughts. So one of two kernels. What is something that that people who want to be more adventurous in their career, their business, their life, that they can do to move forward? So we've got delegation, you already said. Um, what else is there besides everything? <laughs> I, I think that um, taking risk and not being afraid of the outcome, just take the risk. You know, try to put the best plans in place that you can because you can only do the best you can. But if you don't take the risk, you're not taking the chance. You just don't know if something's going to work. Oh, man. One of my favorite quotes is uh, the best entrepreneurs are very optimistic with poor risk calculation. So I, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right. It, it, it kind of fits. Like, I think everyone. Yeah. Everyone's laughing because they're like, oh, yeah, like that checks out. Right. Um, 
Oh, absolutely. Well, you, you Kate, you, you, um, I'm not gonna say you stole mine because you were first, so you, you got it, you nailed it. Um, let me, let me take a slightly different approach, right? I think really like part of the key is knowing yourself, and what I mean by knowing yourself, it goes back to the the D and Dev, right? Like determine the goal, like determine where you're going. Um, I have a mentor who really dislikes the word passion because passion seems like something that is so insurmountable to um, overcome, right? I love the word passion. Like, let's, let me, I want to be clear here. But um, the reason she dislikes that word passion is because it can seem so insurmountable. It can feel like something. It's like, oh, like, am I really passionate about like hiking? Like, I don't even, even go hiking every weekend. Well, no, that, that's not the problem, right? I think the key is to know yourself and what you enjoy. If you enjoy walks outside, well, guess what? Maybe hiking is for you. You don't need it. You, it could be a passion. Just because it's not a passion today doesn't mean it can't be your next adventure tomorrow, right? I, I love that. By the way, passion is one of the most overused words on LinkedIn. So don't. Worry. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not either. Well, and if more people were like more genuine about it, then it would be a different story. But people putting the buzzwords because they think that that's what they want people to hear. That's, I'm guessing, an entirely different long conversation. Yeah. Do we have time for a whole other podcast episode? I know. <laughs> I mean, we're just getting warmed up now, Deborah. I, I I see that. So so, Rob, do you have a quick uh, business tip that is like your favorite? Um, I mean, I think I think mine that sticks with so much stuff is just the the consistency, which is is why passion. Why that's such a negative word for a lot of people because it's like, yes, we're passionate, but even when we're not passionate, we're consistent. And so I think for me, like business success and success in life and relationships and anything you're doing, that consistency moving towards growth. Um, and it's, you know, it doesn't have to be easy. It doesn't have to be fun. It doesn't have to look pretty, but it's that consistent, you know, improvement towards where you're going to, um, you know, and that grit, like you're talking about the book grit. So I, I would just say one of the, the keys is like consistency and looking towards um, improvement as you're, as you're doing it. Before we go into the goals where I'd like you to gift a goal to the people who are tuning in. Uh, can we talk about the word passion for another minute? What word would you use instead of passion? Because we know it's, but you know, I have a passion for goals. Have you ever met anybody in your life who loves goals more than me? No, no. no. So, my, so my three, I, I love, um, I love having like action words. And so I, I have like three life words and it's a uh, tenacity, uh, humble, and joyful so the the ability to be joyful in everything you know humble in what you're doing but i love that word tenacity and it's just that ability and i think a lot of entrepreneurs have this where you overdo it and you can throw this massive amount of effort and energy and passion and all those things into it um but with that tenacity when when you don't feel good like just that consistency needs to carry through it um, but i love to be able to throw that high energy um but you but it's not sustainable it's just that it comes in comes in waves yeah, absolutely. And and I, I want to be clear, right? Like, I don't dislike the word passion. I think it absolutely applies. There are a lot of people who are very, very passionate about what they do. However, I think it can be like this, this blocker in your mind. For me, right? Like, I'll be like, you know, you know, maybe don't share this with my investors. But like, when I started working at Gatherly, I wasn't passionate about virtual events. No one really was passionate about virtual events. Those are these like awkward Zoom birthday party calls, right? Like, who is passionate <laughs> about virtual events? No, I was interested in virtual events. So the word I would use here is interest, right? What I was passionate about is how people connect and talk and also solving problems. So virtual events for me was a combination of two passions, but virtual events did not start off as a passion. Virtual events started off as the interest. So that's where I would say like, that's uh, to, uh, Deb, to answer your question, interest would be the word I would say um, can replace passion. And then passion should be used like perhaps a little bit more like a scalpel and not like a sledgehammer brought up for every single thing, but it needs to be used a little bit more surgically for when people do genuinely feel this excitement and ability to wake up in the morning. But again, fully agree with Rob's point as well. There will be days where passion is not enough and there will be days where you don't want to get out of bed. Tenacity and discipline and grit is what gets you out of bed on those days. And that's what matters, right? I would agree with that, Chris. So we have Rob's three words. So what are yours, Chris? And then I'll ask you, Kate. Okay. My three words? Oh man. Well, I think um, similar to Rob, so I, I put this in the same category. Um, so I, I don't use tenacity. I use resilience, um, as my word. I think it fits in the exact same category. He's already expanded on it phenomenally. So I'll keep that there. Um, man, 
not to be hypocritical, passion is one of mine, but like I said, using it surgically, it, it is important to figure out when to use it. Um, so let's say like interest slash passion. Um, and then I think the last one is just fun, right? It's, or what, what Rob just said is joyful. I've boiled it down to like fun as well. If you're not having fun net, right? There will be days that won't be fun. We talked about at the very beginning, like challenges and issues that you'll face. But if you don't come out of it having fun, then like, why are you doing it, right? Like, there's a lot of founders that I know who have switched their business model from something they had no interest in. Like I know a founder who was working in FinTech had no interest in contracts, switched his business over to climate, a, a subject he's passionate about, or at least has interest about he's having the time of his life now. Right. Yeah. So that's the kind of like fun that you can, you can think through. I think that the great words and you know, I love the word fun because this is how I describe this show. You know, you, do you want to be part of a fun conversation? Come join one of my uh, Gold Chat Lives, aka The Dub Show, because you get to meet other people and they get to meet you and you all get to talk to, you know, everyone. But I think fun is underrated and such an important undercurrent, especially as you go on adventures. Right. So, Kate, what are your three words? And you can repeat. I'm fine with that. Okay. Well, I've got to just quick tell you a quick little quick, quick story about the word passion. So I responded to an Inc. magazine query a few years ago asking what are some of the most overused words um, in, in, in our language. And so I responded with passion is one of the most overused words. Um, and I said it was actually one of the most overused words that people use on their LinkedIn. Like, I'm so passionate about what I do. I'm passionate. And I just like to the point where I'm like, I, I'm like what, a gag when I hear the word passion. <laughs> And so I ended the quote, I ended the, the answer with passion is a word that's best left for the bedroom. And I'm thinking there's no way this is going to get picked up. So I don't know, like a month later, I get a tweet from a friend saying, oh, my God, you've been quoted in Inc. magazine on this word about passion. And I'm like, oh, my God. And sure enough, it was there. Um, so um, I did. He actually reached out, and said, like, so what words would you use instead? So for the word passion, I would substitute um, drive or energy, um, even enthusiasm, depending on the use. But it's I, I really see more about drive, like it's drive. It's like it's like energetic. You know, I talked about energy in the beginning. So that's kind of where I see that. So my three words would be launch because launch is take action. So if you're thinking about an idea, launch it, do it. Um, drive, which would be my equivalent of passion. And um, and actually, I, I'm going to kind of echo what Chris said. And I'm it's fun, but I, I just pick the word joy. Which is kind of what Rob said. So you're like fun slash joy, right? Well, you know, I live in the world of Ben and Jerry's. I live in Vermont, right? And they made a bumper sticker before Unilever bought Ben and Jerry's. And the bumper sticker was all over everybody's car in Vermont is if it isn't fun, why do it? I knew I liked Ben and Jerry's for more than just the wonderful ice cream. Yes. Well, this has been such a great conversation. And I do, would, well, in a minute, I'm going to ask people where, ask you all where people can find you. But would you please first gift a goal? So something the people who are tuning in can do tonight, tomorrow, whenever, whether you're watching live or the replay or listening to this as the Deb Show podcast. We want to give them as big a dose of inspiration and motivation as possible. So Rob, do you have a goal to gift? Um, it's interesting because I was, I was just going to put together, one of the things I'm working on is putting together this goal group over the next three months. And I talked to a mentor and he was like, I was like, oh, I just want to have like 10 goals a month that people are working towards and do that every month. And then we can keep in touch. And he was like, what about one? What about one goal that you do one goal per month so starting today's the first and you have one goal that you're going to do in August and one in September, like one each month. And then over those three months, have that one culminating goal. It doesn't have to be a part of the other one, but just one, one thing that you're doing. Um, and, and for me, my, my big goal is to do something for somebody else, like do I'm shifting from raising money around events that I'm doing to raising money around another athlete. So it's a, it's a intentional shift from that. So my goal is to raise money and awareness for Joe Descal and what he's doing for 4PA in Port Angeles. And so that's my big goal. The next three months is kind of building up on that. So I, I would, I would challenge people to 
to do something, one thing, not 10 things, uh, for someone else uh, this month. I love that. And I'm going to do it, Rob. I love that. So well, let's let's do a little bit of your both because, you know, we are on Goal Chat Live. We are all about the goals. So I like set and achieve a goal per month, but also set a goal to do something for others. You could do two goals a month. It's easy. Easy peasy. I love it. <laughs> uh, so what about you, Chris? Yeah. So I'm actually going to re-gift a goal here. Um, this gift has been... 10 and a half years in the making. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're listening in, I'm the, I'm the young one here. Um, but so my dad has been giving me this advice over this long period of time talking about like meditation. Right. And like, I always took the typical teenage approach being like, like, that's like, you know, that's old person stuff. Right. Um, so, you know, that, that was like what I was thinking. Right. But I, I have, as with many things that my parents have told me, I have come to see the value in it years later, right? And it's like, oh, crap, I should have done that. Um, so my goal, right, isn't necessarily meditation, but let's use a slightly different word. Let's use reflection, right? Mm -hmm. um, you don't necessarily need to sit in a dark room, turn the lights off and close your eyes. You don't need to do yoga. Whether it's th those two could work for you, right? It could be those two. It could be just simply journaling and sitting down and reflecting on it. So to be a little bit more specific, let's say um, my goal that I'd like to gift or re-gift is to look back, meditate, and reflect on a previous adventure that you have. This adventure could be a sales call that you took last morning and you're reflecting on why it worked well or work didn't work well. It could be a trip to Arizona and trying to actually check the weather before you actually head out there, right? It could be whatever. Um, so there's my goal. Reflect on a recent adventure and write down your takeaways or, or however, you know, type them up however you store them. So this is a goal you're re-gifting from your dad? Yes. Is that, yes. Is that clear? So is that is that okay? Am I allowed to regift? You can totally regift. There are no rules Amazing. on the Dev Show, uh, and to, not only to reflect, but to write down the takeaways so you have them. Oh, absolutely! I, reflecting is one thing, but like, okay, this happened. Let me. And one thing I'm I'm big on, which you know, is to keep a wind journal. So not just to be reflecting on the good, uh, not just to reflect on the challenging things and how, what you learn from them, but also to keep a tally of the good things that are going on for motivational purposes. Mm -hmm. So I think I just tacked onto your regifted goal, but I'll put this in the notes as well. But, but to not just think, which is the other reason I, I do so much, uh, so much of the dev method, is writing and brainstorm based because when things are in your head, it's one thing, but when you write them down, when you could see them, mm -hmm. when you can reflect and act on them, it is such a, so much more impactful. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm yes. Everyone's there, we're we're journal, all, right? raise yeah. your journals. <laughs> yeah, raise your notepad. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, my, my team makes fun of me for, for being hand, like a tech CEO that still handwrites. Um, and you know, they send me apps and things like that, but I always turn them down. And I think handwriting is still another lesson for my dad. Um, it's handwriting is, is still key. <laughs> so Kate, what goal do you want to gift? Well, um, I think I'm going to play on something I said earlier about taking a risk. And so I think the goal I would gift to people is to try something new this month. Um, whatever that is, personal or professional, I'll just use an example, like, you know, again, kind of uh, echoing about paddleboarding is, you know, if you live in a place where you have access to water, uh, try to learn, learn how to paddleboard, learn how to kayak, do something you haven't done before. Just take a risk and try something new and see it through a different lens. Um, and, and just kind of, you know, if you don't have to be good at it, there's no rules. Um, just give it a shot. I think whenever we, we do something that we've thought about doing, I mean, like when I talk about uh, like if I post on my personal stuff about paddleboarding, people are like, oh, I've always wanted to try it. And I like DM them. And I'm especially if they're local, I'm like, hey, come on over next Saturday and I'll take you down. and I'll spend an hour and teach you how to do it. Um, and, you know, I'll, the worst is that you'll fall in the water. So who cares? <laughs> you know, so I just think take a risk. Try something new. Try And I mean, something new that's fun, um, something that you've thought about doing, like maybe your walk, but you haven't hiked. You know, and depending on if you live in the city, you know, think about things that, that you just haven't done that you've thought about doing and try something new. Get out of your head, get out of the yeah. chair and just like do the things. Yeah. 
you know, and if you have little kids, like they're the best person, like ask them what they want to do. And maybe you thought, oh God, the last thing I want to do is go to the zoo, but maybe you go and do it and, and look at it through their eyes so that you just see this thing that you're doing. You don't have to love it. You don't have to do it forever. You don't have to become an expert at it. Just, just kind of look out a different window. This is such wonderful advice and insights and motivation. I love it. Thank you all so much for, for sharing your joy, your passion. <laughs> I used the word again. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> for adventure. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, Kate? Um, well, uh, you can certainly find me through my website, which is standingoutonline.com. There it is. Um, or please, I would love you to connect or follow with me on LinkedIn and just make sure you get the right spelling of pain. So it's Kate Payne, P-A-I-N-E. Fantastic. And by the way, all these links you can find in the Goal Chat Recap. If you go to thedebmethod.com slash blog, you can watch the replay and get the links and a lot of these kernels of wisdom. And Chris, where can people find you? Absolutely. So you can visit the website gatherly.io, or you can reach out to me directly at chris at gatherly.io, chris at gatherly.io. Anything from virtual events, fundraising, starting your own startup, whatever it is, happy to chat and meet new people. Awesome. I'm going to connect with you, Chris. Awesome. And this is why I bring every now and then the people know each other, but the conversations are so much fun when they don't get to me until today. So I love hearing things like that. So thank you, Kate. Um, so Rob, where can people find you? And all the same. So uh, luxvirtual.com is the company website. And then LinkedIn uh, is just Robert Deku. Uh, if you want to follow along for the 63 National Park Adventure that me and my two kids and my wife are on, it's uh, wildparks.com or wildparksfamily.com. So W-I-L-D-P-A-R-K-S. F-A-M-I-L-Y.com. See, I can spell. If you ever get to the Northeast, you have to go to Acadia National Park in Maine. All right. We are. We're flying there next year. Good. It's one of my very favorites. And if you want to connect beforehand, I can tell you all the good places to go. And Kate, by the way, thank you for your goal. I've already had three people text me saying that we need to go paddleboarding now. So Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Well, now we know people are watching. So fantastic. I love that. Uh, This has been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Rob, Chris, and Kate, for taking your spirit of adventure and sharing it with uh, my and your communities. And if you're tuning in or watching uh, the replay or watching the Dev Show podcast, thank you so much for choosing yourself and your goals. And we just love that you went on this adventure with us today. So, um, Going out there, go for it, live your goals, because we know that you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.